You're running out of cable. <laughs> This is Aga and Łukasz, and this is Catching the Next Wave podcast, where we discuss the future of design. And much more. Time to start season 11, isn't it? Does it mean that we have crossed 100 episodes? Seems so, yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Not to blow my own horn, but <laughs> I'm, exp- I'm impressed. <laughs> Although your episode count is higher than mine. True. <laughs> but uh, together, I think that we can officially say that we are over 100 episodes. So since we have done all that, what's the theme for this season? Ah, the theme for the season is do... As opposed to? Uh, talk, not do. Well, when we are doing this, we are talking. True. Actually, there is a story to the theme of the season. It comes from Second College of Extraordinary Experiences, uh, the one organized by Paul Boulancea, who was our guest in season nine. As a special guest, we had Joe Pine, who was also on our podcast twice already. And he was giving this super amazing talk. And at some point, he sort of challenged us to think about how we would like to approach experience design and transformational design. Mm -hmm. And I was really tired. It was five days of very intense Uh, designing and partying. So you kind of sleep there for like 12 hours throughout five days. So I blurred out of myself, do not talk. Joe froze because it sounded like I told him not to speak. To shut up. <laughs> to shut up, yes. But actually there was a comma. Uh, so it was do, comma, not talk. And suddenly a bunch of people behind me who realized what I had in mind started chanting, going like, do not talk, do not talk. So basically that kind of got cleared up for me, <laughs> which I was like, oh, so relieved. <laughs> And uh, it became a quote that was used to describe that particular uh, College of Extraordinary Experiences. Mm, and when we were talking about the next season, at the end of season 10, I wanted to use this do not talk, <laughs> but I remember you said, maybe it's too long and it's too cryptic. <laughs> so and this comma, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So I've decided to shorten it and do the do <laughs> only. <laughs> so what does do mean for you? Mm. It's probably like with all these themes, it's not that black and white. Right? Because mm-hmm. on one hand, I can imagine how, well, I'm guilty of that, that you can spend basically time thinking about stuff or talking about stuff. Even you could push it further, like designing the stuff, but never really doing it mm-hmm. and getting it in front of the people. Mm-hmm. On the other extreme, more than once, we and many companies as well, which is did something without any thinking. 
and it wasn't the best idea. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It could be any angle and any direction could be argued for. Mm. So you're, what you're saying is that doing without thinking is not maybe the best strategy ever, but thinking without doing is neither. Yeah. <laughs> balance again, right? Oh, damn it. We already had a balance. Yeah. No, we didn't. We had uh, crossing the borders, but we didn't have balance yet as a theme. So perhaps this mm. is something to consider. Spoiler, spoiler, uh -huh. or we will maybe cut it out from this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's a very interesting perspective. Okay, but you told us the story of the origin of this mm -hmm. idea of talking about doing, but still would like to hear from you this is doing op as opposed to what because mm. do it's a kind of a, a an, an order which means that you want to counteract something else so for me doing has at least two notions maybe more but two that i'm thinking of one is that you try things out in the world so rather than conceptualizing things, you prototype them and you give them to people and see how they react to it before you make decisions. So for me, this is this kind of exploration in action thing. And that definitely comes from my experience as a designer and also from my experience as a design teacher or lecturer, because I can see how easy it is for people to think about concepts and how difficult it is to materialize them. And suddenly when you start materializing a concept, you realize that although the concept in your head felt like very well thought through, actually it's not. <laughs> Once you get into the details, the details bite you back, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, big time. And they have sharp teeth too. Yeah. There's probably also an issue there of Fear is a strong word, but I cannot think of a, of, of a different one. Or basically showing something to somebody else. Right? Mm. Like talk is cheap, but once you have to really put it in front of the people, that's a different thing. Yeah, totally. By the way, we've been recently discussing the infamous fire festival, <laughs> which was a lot of talk and not enough doing. That's another thing that probably comes into that continuum. But there's another notion for me of doing things, which is something that Seth Godin talks about, which is shipping things. Mm -hmm. So basically putting them out in the world, because there's one thing that you create your prototypes and you test them. But as long as they don't go out there, you cannot really say that you did them. <laughs> so I need you to untangle this a little bit, because mm -hmm. when you said originally testing mm -hmm. in my head you were showing this to people yes but now you say you don't do this and it's a separate thing so one thing is that you are in this constant cycle of perfection which can be done by doing prototypes mm -hmm. but you never ship it you never finish it you never say okay uh, all right i'm uh, done so kind of releasing it and i really call it it's what it is yes all right well, those two don't really have to be separate. If you think about how Lean Startup is supposed to work, at least in the book, they say something, release something really, really, really simple and iterate from that. 
<laughs> That's another interesting point because I'm not a big fan of that approach. <laughs> yeah, me neither, but <laughs> that's a, a subject for an entire episode. Yeah, I'll just say shortly why. You know, I'm an experienced designer. So for me, getting something to people that actually works well is very, very important. And if you talk about Lean Startup and MVP, I kind of sometimes have an impression that people see it more as, you know, the first crappy prototype mm -hmm. that they put out there and they leave it like this. And you are in a forever beta state, never finishing designing the experience of whatever is out there. This is for me, this doing without thinking mm -hmm. kind of category. But with shipping, it brings me to the notion of good enough as opposed to perfect. And again, here's the thought that I had some time ago that there are like two kinds of good enough. Mm. You've got good enough, like barely decent. Mm -hmm. And you've got good enough, really good, but not perfect. What's in between them? Good, I guess. <laughs> mm. I thought about this this way, but yeah. I mean, these are two very different concepts. But they, they happen to use the same be, words. Be labeled. Uh -huh. Oh, I've never really noticed that. Oh. That's a good catch. So for me, shipping means that you are able to assess when you're good enough is the other kind of good enough, the one that's like really good, mm -hmm. but maybe not perfect, and be able to say, okay, I'm ready to show it to other people, understanding that it's not perfect mm -hmm. and living with that notion. And this is super important for me because as you know, I'm finishing my second book, which is going to be published in September, 2022, hopefully. So I am struggling with this other good enough thing <laughs> and perfection. <laughs> so that's a, a subject very close to my heart these days. Makes me think about a subject that is close to my heart for years now. So those two meanings of the word good enough and there is a good in between them. So it seems that there is a kind of a scale of quality. Mm -hmm in anything and there is some continuum on which it makes sense for your product to be right and mm -hmm. this is above the the lower limit of not good enough as you know it people will be annoyed or would just refuse to use it and something that is good enough as in it works well but well. not perfect yeah but th this is even more uh, tricky right because the lower band when it doesn't work well enough it's probably easier to draw a line there rather than you know when it's working fine but not perfect so i can also imagine a discussion that from your perspective something is not good enough because the experience is wrong but it still does its job thinking of, of banks here <laughs> which think they have to provide all those bells and whistles and they are going for this more and more stuff while the actual job that they're supposed to do is often well not so well taken care of 
we are getting into a whole different venue. Yes, this is not about doing. (laughs) This is not about doing. However, let me just say very quickly here that I guess that if you want to do something good enough, like the, the good enough above good, you need to get your basics straight. Mm. So getting your basics straight, like the core thing that you're doing is doing the good job. And for me, it's clear that when you want to do something which is good enough, but not necessarily perfect, is that you add certain elements to the well-operating core to make it better than just good, but not perfect. There goes another idea of a theme for one of the future seasons. It's good enough. Uh-huh. Because that can be this upper bond or this lower bond. It could be about people being good enough. I remember we already had season three or four. We had a lot of dis- discussions about Marcus Aurelius and Stoicism and being good enough. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Scott Perry. Yeah. Conversation with him was about Stoicism. Yeah, indeed. Well spotted. Mm. Okay, but this time it will be more about doing things. Yeah. Do we already know about whom to expect? We are going to have a discussion with Alice Loy, who started the first creative startup accelerator in the US. So definitely a doer. Oh, she's a doer, yes. And we are going to talk to David Nabinski from New York, who I met during my podcast fellowship. Mm when I was learning to do podcasts and uh, who is still running our podcasting fellowship community. And I'm always so envious of people who are able to maintain a community. So my question there would be, how do you do that? (laughs) So I think that there will be a mixture of people talking about being doers and people talking about how to do things, mm. <laughs> which is another mm. notion that we yeah. haven't thought about yet. <laughs> but anyway, I've heard your husband is also running a community and a big one. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how that conversation will go between uh, you and David. <laughs> what kind of notes are you going to compare? But of course, we will have all the eight conversations as usual. By the way, I don't know if we ever mentioned that we never run these things as interviews, but mainly as chats mm-hmm. where we kind of go with the flow and we take the direction the conversation leads us towards. Yeah, we have notes and we have topics. So we prepare ourselves to do the podcast. However, sometimes it gets life of its own. Of course, it's difficult to say for me, but I suspect you can smell it if you <laughs> listen to this. It's not like, you know, questions prepared <laughs> they wouldn't connect so nicely yeah that's I probably right yeah <laughs> and we we often go back and say like by the way you said this and that can you tell more <laughs> so i think it's also a sign that mm. we follow the topics that our guests uh, suggest so with doing i think that there will be plenty of that happening because as much as we know something about what our guests are doing probably there will be so much more to discover Always is. And I'm curious what will be our definition of doing at the end of that season. Mm -hmm. All right. So we can officially proclaim season 11 to be open and stay tuned for the conversations and the outro episode, which will sum it up for you. So you can choose and pick which conversations are for you. First. 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catching the Next Wave podcast. We would love to hear from you on Twitter at Malka6 and at DLS6. You can find more details on www.catchingthenextwavepodcast.com. And I'm forbidden to give my running example of this approach. <laughs> you can.